Welcome back, my friends. So this episode will be finishing up my 21-day meditation, I'm sorry, manifestation challenge. Um, and we are starting on day 13. I will clarify when I record it, um, my day 13, for some reason it wasn't clear. What I'm saying is creative visualization. That was the task for the day, creative visualization. Um, so take a listen and I hope you enjoy the rest of the journey. I hope that you will consider, um, doing your own little 21 day manifestation, um, challenge in my newsletter. I really, I love my newsletter. I have to tell you, I think that the newsletter really is just informative. It's inspiring. It's helpful. Um, it's, you know, beautifully designed. I just really encourage you to sign up for the newsletter. I'm super passionate about it. Um, and for these two episodes, I will be creating one newsletter that will outline what I did for each day. So if you wanted to try your own little challenge at home using the steps from each day, um, you could do that if you sign up for my newsletter because it will be in black and white for you to refer to every day. Um, and you can try your own challenge and see what comes of it and also learn a lot about yourself. I mean, this challenge was super fun for so many different reasons, but one reason was that I discovered things about myself that I didn't know before. And that is enlightening, it's fun, and it changes how I approach things in my life. So um, so I think you would really enjoy doing it. So sign up for the newsletter, you'll get the challenge in your email inbox. Um, and then I would really love is after you've completed the challenge, if you decide to do that, that you emailed me and let me know what was hard, what was easy, what you liked, what you didn't, um, and what happened from it. Okay, take a listen. I'll talk to you at the end. visualization. Um, I'm going to be honest, this one's kind of hard for me. I have always struggled with visualization. I don't know what's wrong with that part of my brain, but I just don't visualize very easily. Um, there are many forms of meditation that use visualization, and they have always been um, the forms of meditation that I struggle with the most. I'm sure I must have done this as a child, right? I mean, all children and adults, but you know, especially children, I think, um, daydream all the time and have all these elaborate images in their mind and, and storylines and characters. Um, but for some reason, it is a challenge for me. And I've gotten better. I will say that I will give myself that credit that I continue to keep trying and I have improved my ability to visualize. But it's definitely still something that doesn't come super easily to me. Um, but, you know, I've always heard about the power of visualization, because um, the energy that we put out into the world is what comes back to us. And when we are visualizing something that is in alignment with what we desire, then that's what we'll get. Um, and when we're spending a lot of time dwelling in what we don't want, then we'll just get more of that. So I know that this is a really important skill. Um, the instructor mentioned a book. Uh, it was The book is called Creative Visualization by Shakti Gwain. And she defines it as using, using your imagination to create what you want in your life. So pretty basic, right? Um, and that concept that we're always co-creating with the universe comes in here. So we can intentionally co-create with the universe and 
intentionally put our desires out into the world through our creative visualization, um, or we can let our mind be kind of led like a horse, you know, that's being led by its owner, by the nose, um, and but we're being led by what's happening in our external world. That's where our thoughts are always going. They're being pulled this way and that, depending on what's happening. Um, and if we if we do that, then we're going to get more of what we're seeing and experiencing in the material world. And if we use our own, you know, creative abilities, our creative processes that we were born with, we can manifest more of what we intentionally desire in the world. So the instructor asked us to choose a photo that represents my desired outcome. This is really hard for me. Um, I, at the beginning of the manifestation, she asked us to um, just choose one thing. She said, you know, obviously you're probably going to have multiple things that you want to manifest in your life, but please try to choose just one thing for the purposes of this project. Um, and I did do that, but my one thing is kind of big and encompasses multiple other things. So it is really hard to just choose one picture that represents my desired outcome. I wish my desired outcome was like a car or a house or something, because that would be really easy, but um, it's a little more complicated than that. So I do have a vision board. I'm going to go back to my vision board and um, maybe use that or maybe just use one or two photos from that. Um, and then she said we should put it somewhere that we can easily see it, um, which is also a challenge these days because everything is digital. So um, I'm going to maybe have to try to print something out and put it somewhere. And the last thing is to meditate on that image. Um, and so she said that we could do it with our eyes closed. We wanted just to keep the the image in our mind, or we could actually do it with our eyes open, staring at the image. But the idea was to have a felt sense of the experience. And um, so she gave an example of something that happened in her life. And basically, she wanted to be interviewed by a particular person. And so she put a photo of that person up and she put a photo of the herself with that person. And she stared every day at that photo and she visualized what it would feel like to be in the space with that person and to be interviewed by that person and to be sitting on that stage and to have the audience there and you know what that would feel like in her body and mind and soul. And she really felt the feelings. And um, a year later, a producer from the show called and asked um, if she would like to be interviewed. And so that's what she means when she says, really feel into it. Um, don't just stare at it and have your mind and body kind of wander other places. You really, the idea here is to put yourself in the situation as if you were currently experiencing it in the material world. Um, so I'm going to try to do that. I need to find my image. Um, I will let you know how it goes. And I guess I'm going to try to do it on um, a regular basis. Um, I do meditate every day, usually multiple times a day. So um, maybe this will become one of my standard meditation practices. All right, I'll let you know how it goes. See you tomorrow. Follow up to day 13. So um, the second part of day 13 was meditating on the picture that I chose. And um, I did that and it was actually surprisingly powerful, the experience of doing that. 
Um, so I just wanted to make sure I circle back and mention that it's something I would actually really recommend um, people do when they are trying to manifest something. Um, there was something that just felt different about that experience. So if there's something you want to bring into your life, um, one simple little trick that you can take away from this 21 day meditation experience that I had um, is to find a picture of something that represents or looks like the thing that you're trying to bring into your life and focus your attention on it and really try to put yourself in the picture, you know, doing the thing, experiencing the thing, um, and really feel the feelings that would go with that and see how you feel when you do it. See you for day 14. Day 14 was all about looking for what she calls the driftwood. And the driftwood are signs from the universe that what you're trying to manifest is coming to you. I think this is um, an Abraham Hicks, um, that this idea came from Abraham Hicks. And um, so she asks us to look all around um, and see where the universe is leaving little nuggets for us, little pieces of driftwood to tell us that we're on the right path. And what was really interesting about this day was that when she, you know, told us about this concept, she also said that when we see other people who already have the thing that we are trying to manifest that those are actually pieces of driftwood and um, that that's a very different way of thinking of things because I think normally what happens is when we see someone who already has what we would really like in our life but hasn't entered our life yet we may feel um, discouraged we may feel jealous we may feel resentful we may feel a lot of emotions that are more on the negative side and she's flipping that concept on its head and saying instead we should see it as a positive sign that that it is possible and that it is possible for us so um, I will go around today looking for driftwood or signs from the universe that my desires are on their way. So I wanted to circle back and talk about some driftwood that I discovered. Um, so here are some of the things that I noticed um, over the course of actually several days um, to a few weeks. I'm recording this um, significantly after the, the, the challenge has ended. Um, but I noticed people who are successful doing the thing that I want to do. Um, I've had time that keeps appearing. We've repeatedly talked about my resistance to time. And I've noticed that um, things keep happening that are just opening up blocks of time for me and allowing me to work towards my desires. Um, I've noticed that um, um, that people are approaching me and asking me to do things that are in alignment with my desire. Um, I was asked to write a magazine um, article. I was asked to collaborate with someone, um, and I was asked to um, to coach someone. Um, 
just out of the blue. So these are all beautiful signs. I also was meditating one evening and um, I had a visualization and we actually, I know I talked um, on day 13 about my challenge with visualization, but like anything else with practice, it's definitely getting better. And I did have the vis- visualization that was spontaneous. I didn't try to have it. Um, and a certain person was in that visualization and we were um, working together. And when I finished my meditation um, and I picked up my phone to look at it, the person who was in my visualization had texted me while I was meditating about the image that I was having. So that was a pretty wild experience. Um, So I've had quite a few pieces of driftwood that I've noticed come my way. And those are just the ones that I've noticed um, over the past few weeks since doing this doing this challenge. So I wanted to throw those, those out there because, um, I hadn't circled back after day 14, I went straight to day 15. Um, and I just wanted to give you some ideas, um, of what driftwood could look like in the visualization process. Day 15, uh, today was all about joy. So we got back to what I see as the main theme of this 21 day manifesting challenge which is your energetic, what you put out into the world, how you think and um, the feelings that you carry um, and how that projects out into the world and then draws back to you what you are. And so um, the main emotion she focused on for today was joy and how joy is so important and that we often forget about joy as we become adults. We you know, start doing things mainly because there's a goal attached to them or we're looking to achieve something or we have to check something off of our to-do list. There's always um, a purpose behind what we're doing. There's rarely times where we just do things just for the fun of it, just because they bring us joy. And um, I know this is very true for me in my life, you know, as you get older and you have um, jobs and kids and homes and all the things and pets, you know, time becomes limited and so um, there seems to be a a constant what we would call in yoga striving um, a constant striving for um, either you know the assertion of something or the completion of something or the movement towards something um, and there is not a lot of emphasis placed on just having fun and being joyful and Uh, She says that this is how we bring things to us is not by trying and not by striving, but by just having fun, just having fun, being in the moment, enjoying ourselves. And when we do that, we raise our vibration and then we draw to us the things that we desire. So, um, you know, I will be very intentional, I think moving forward, trying to make more space, more room in my life for joy, just for the sake of joy. And I do feel like I do this already because I do know how important joy is for um, mental health, for present moment awareness, for um, decreasing anxiety and depression and just feeling good. And so um, I never thought about it in a manifesting sense, 
Um, so this is a little bit of a spin for me on how I've thought about the importance of joy, um, but I will be placing even further emphasis on it from here on out and really trying to do things that bring me joy for no other reason than to experience the feeling of joy. Um, when I think about what those things are, and I would encourage each of you to think about what they are, um, what are the things that just bring you joy? You know, I can tell you music for sure brings me a lot of joy. Um, traveling is hugely joyful for me. Um, spending just quiet time or, or like restful time, like if I get the opportunity to um, just relax and lay in bed and read a book or watch a movie on a weekend that is like epically joyful for me um so it doesn't have to be big things it can be such small things um having flowers in my house fresh flowers either you know on my desk or sometimes i like to put them in my bathroom and i see them in the morning when i get up and before i go to bed um just the flowers just bring me joy so thinking of small things that you can incorporate into your day that um, take very little effort on your part, but will bring great reward because of that sense of joy, um, I think are, are really good things to think about. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Day 16, more than halfway through this challenge. Uh, today was more energetic work. A lot of the days are really about different ways of realizing or becoming aware of where our energetic is, where our vibe is, where we're, you know, what we're feeling, um, how we're seeing things, and then redirecting it to better feelings, better thoughts, higher energy, higher vibration. So today was another way of doing that. And it was all about focusing on what is already thriving in my life. And so um, we were asked to think of what we wanted to manifest or if it had not been manifested yet, or just some er other area of our life that is challenging. So for me, I would maybe choose um, my, my health. Uh, my migraines are still a constant struggle. Um, they really do impact my life on a daily basis. Um, and they are financially draining and um, many other things that I could go into that are challenging about having this condition. Um, so I could sit and dwell in those thoughts, right? That I have pain, I have exhaustion, I have um, insomnia, I have stomach, uh, you know, upset frequently where I have nausea or um, other stomach issues that I won't get into <laughs> uh, on the podcast, but um, where um, I have brain fog or um, sometimes it causes, um, actually fairly frequently, it causes episodic depression along with the migraine. Okay. So I could, I could spend a lot of time focusing on these things that are negative, or I could shift and look at what is thriving in my life. I could look specifically at my health. So yes, do I have chronic migraine? Yes, I do. Does it cause um, these issues you know, that I mentioned that really is just scratching the surface? Yes. But uh, I have access to healthcare. I have medications that definitely help. I have actually a new um, route that I am investigating that may get to the root cause of why I have these migraines. And I only just discovered this in the last week or two. So that's really, really exciting. 
Um, I have a body that works, right? So although this is a struggle for my body, I am still able to go to work. I'm still able to do this podcast and write my newsletter and go to yoga and um, attend my kids' school events and cook dinner for my family and do all the things in my life that are really important to me. Um, so that's, that is thriving, right? That is abundance. I can choose to look at what's not working or I could choose to look at what is working. And ultimately this is another form of a gratitude exercise and you know, gratitude and love are probably the twoest high, 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 two highest vibrational states that we can exist in. And so whenever um, we notice that we're shifting into a more negative state where we know it's not helpful for us, it's not helpful for our mental health, it's not helpful in solving a problem, it's not helpful in our um, relationships with the people that are important to us or our work that is meaningful to us, it's not helpful in any way. Um, but yet sometimes it can be really hard when you're in one of those states to pull yourself out of it. and one of the best ways is turning towards gratitude shifting the focus panning panning the camera away uh the mental camera away from what's not working to what is working and that's what she had us do today and of course she had us journal so we journaled um on the things that we felt were thriving in our lives and i of course came up with a lot of things, a lot of things that were thriving and more is thriving than is not thriving. And that is despite a lot of challenges um, that we are ex currently experiencing. So um, it was a great exercise. I highly encourage people to try it out. Um, I love journaling. I really just think it's so powerful. I've said that before. I will say it again. Um, I know a lot of people resist journaling, but it is um, it is just a really powerful tool to getting closer to your higher self. Okay, I will be back tomorrow for day 17. All right, here we are, day 17, Spirit Guides. So um, Spirit Guides is an interesting um, topic. I, I think that um, I have been in communication with spirit guides pretty much my whole life, even though I was never calling them that. Um, I would refer to this as God or intuition or the universe. Um, I have always had such a strong connection to something that was beyond me. From my earliest memories, I can remember feeling a presence that was warm and loving and kind and supportive. And it was in me, but also outside of me. Uh, it was both. I could feel it in both places, which as a child, I really didn't question. Um, it was just, it was just there. It was just all I knew. It was just the way things were. Um, and then, you know, life, life does life gets lifey and it does what it does and i lost some of that i lost some of that connection or at least i wasn't as aware of it and then i came back to it and now i feel it so strongly again and i i know that the presence of spirit guides or intuition or god is in me and around me all the time 
And yet, and yet, I still feel this um, need to control when I'm trying to manifest something that's important to me. And the whole idea of bringing spirit guides into this manifestation challenge is to remind us that they are there and it doesn't have to all rest on us, right? The weight and responsibility and um, effort of bringing something into life that is meaningful to me doesn't have to all rest on my shoulders. There is a higher source. There is this energy that is there to guide and support me and bring me back into alignment and alignment with love, which is where all things manifest from, right? All things manifest from the alignment of love. And when I can surrender, that's a really big word that we use in yoga a lot, actually, surrender to the highest, what's in the highest and best interest of all, and accept that there is something out there that's guiding me and releasing my control, I can do less and attract more. I can let that higher power support and guide me. I can recognize that it's no longer my will and my way. I can just take a breath, relax, and allow. And that's not easy. That's, you know, that's hard. And yet it feels really good. When I manage to do it, I, it feels amazing. And there's this deep knowing that everything's going to be okay, that everything is okay, that everything's happening in perfect timing, that I am being supported, that I am being guided, um, that I just do need to be on the universe's time frame and not mine, right? I think that's where we get caught up sometimes is that we want to be on our own timeline and it doesn't work that way. But I think the more we can learn to surrender and trust and believe and, and get in touch with our spirit guides, right? Ask the question, how can I serve? What is it that I can do to be in service to myself and to the rest of the world? How would you have me use my gifts to serve myself and serve the world, right? So instead of saying, this is what I want, like a tantruming toddler, right? This is what I want and I want it now. Flipping that and saying, how can I be of service? This is what I would like. This is what I think is of the best interest for me and for the world but I am open and willing to receive your guidance and the creative flow that will allow me to be of service to you, to you, the universe, or to God, or to your spirit guides, whatever language you want to use. The idea is opening up and becoming a receiver, a receiver of what is possible beyond what our mind's eye can see in the moment. And that is not easy, my friends. No one would say that's easy, but I guarantee you it's worth it. I guarantee that when you can do it, things will start happening a lot faster than when you are trying 
to push your way through something and insist it be exactly the way you say that it should be. So this is a great exercise to keep coming back to. There was, like I said, a spirit guide meditation that we did during this practice. Um, if you wanted to try something like this, I'm sure there are meditations online, but if you really just sit in stillness and quiet and breathe into your heart center and ask the question, how can I be of service? What is in the best and highest interest of myself and the world? Open questions like that. You'd be surprised what could come in. Okay, see you tomorrow, friends. Day 18, cultivate abundance. So to manifest abundance, we need to live in the abundance that already exists. And this is something that we just went over two days ago, right? So the idea that maybe there's something in our life that, or many things in our life that we would prefer to be different and we could focus on that, but instead we choose to shift our focus onto the things that are really working in our life and that are already abundant in our life. And as much as there can be so many things in our life that we would prefer to be different, if you really start paying attention, the things that are abundant in our life are so much greater, right? So just the fact that we have clean water to drink, that we have you know heat in the cold weather, that we have electricity for lighting, that we have trees around us and flowers and um, food to eat. And there's, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on, right? This is that idea of being grateful for the things that exist in our life and recognizing the abundance. Just the abundance of a great book or a great song. Oh my goodness, the abundance of those things is just so powerful, right? So this is the same concept except um, what our teacher is asking us to do is to move into the energy of service. So one of, and I've, you know, I've experienced this personally in my life many times over, one of the quickest ways to get out of the negative energy of lack is to be of service to another person. And as you probably know, I'm a nurse and um, there have been many years where there were a lot of things going on in my life that were extremely challenging. To this day, I have many things going on in my life that are extremely challenging. And I can get into a funk, right? I'm only human. I do all of this spiritual work and I am constantly doing the work and yet I am human. So I can absolutely find myself in a funk. And over the years, I have noticed that you know, I take my job very seriously. And um, when I go to work, I believe that I am there to be of service to my patients and that their needs are paramount to mine in that 12 or 13 hours that I spend with them. And that doesn't mean that I don't, you know, think I should get a break and go to the bathroom and eat food and, and all of those things. But what I mean by that is that whatever's going on in my life, I choose to put that in a little box, little pretty box, and I put it to the side for that amount of time. And then I come back to it once I leave work. 
because I want to be able to be fully present for my patients. This is a really important time in their life and they are scared and they are um, feeling out of control and they are at you know, the whim or mercy of their healthcare team, you know, dependent on their healthcare team to take care of them. And I take that very, very seriously. And so there were many of days of driving into work where I was really struggling. I could be, you know, really angry, really sad, crying, feeling down, depressed, low, all of the negative emotions. <laughs> But then I would pull myself together and say, for the next 12 hours, I'm putting this aside. There's nothing I can do about it anyway during these next 12 hours. So I choose to put it aside and be ultra present for my patients. And every single time I leave feeling better than when I arrived. And it doesn't mean those things don't exist. It doesn't mean that I'm denying them and saying, you know, that they are not struggles, that they're not hard, that I don't have difficult emotions around them. It means I'm making a choice for a period of time to not focus on them so I can focus on something else. And that that other thing is to be of service to someone else. And every single time I feel better at the end of the day than I did at the beginning of the day. And so I think service is a beautiful thing because it helps the people that you serve, but it also helps you. And it changes that, that vibration of lack into something of love. Um, because really what is service? Service is love, love for another person or being. Um, and it's, it's using whatever gifts and talents you have to bring love to another. So on day 18, we were asked to serve others, to make a list of things that we could do to be of service, um, and then to think about how that service may have impacted another person. And it can be really simple things. It can be just paying someone a compliment or um, bringing somebody's trash cans up from their the end of their driveway. It could be, you know, purposely uh, having a conversation with someone, right? Maybe it's the barista at the coffee shop or the checkout person in the grocery store where instead of rushing or being distracted, we intentionally look them in the eye and say, how are you? How are you doing? Maybe talk about something that you can think of. Just that human connection, right? That's that's what really what we're we're talking about when we do that. It's it's being intentional about human connection which is something that, you know, we've lost a lot in this world because we're all rushing so much. So slowing down and taking the time, um, appreciating someone for the work that they do and telling them how much that you appreciate it, how much you appreciate it. Um, there's really so many ways uh, to be of service and they can be so small and yet so impactful at the same time. So. I love this idea. Um, this is definitely something I live by. And when we serve others, the universe serves us. 
because it brings us into a higher vibration, which is really what all this is about, right? It makes us feel good. It brings us into the alignment of love. It creates more flow. And um, then that flow creates the energy of abundance and manifestation. So try it today. Try do some, doing something kind, being very intentional about it, um, seeing how you feel and maybe thinking about um, how the other person felt receiving this act of kindness from you. Good luck. It's super fun ex exercise. Day 19. Oh, we are getting so close. Okay. So day 19 is all about protecting our, the energy of our desires or our energy and our desires. So if you've noticed, I'm sure you have throughout this challenge that I have never told you exactly what I'm manifesting during this manifesting challenge. And that is a very intentional choice on my part. Um, I somehow just knew that I needed to protect my energy around this desire. And I think part of the reason why is because it's a big one. I'm trying to manifest something really big. Okay. Um, I'm still not going to tell you what it is, but it is very big. And I really um, did not think that I would manifest it in 21 days because it is so big. Um, but I wanted to do this challenge so that I could learn different skills and techniques to keep practicing, to keep me on this journey of manifesting um, and use it for this particular thing and many other things moving forward throughout my life. But I, I intentionally kept it to myself because I don't want any um, negative energy around it. Right. I want, I don't want naysayers. Um, I don't want um anyone challenging me on this desire. Um, so I have decided to keep it to myself. Um, and this teacher says we, we will know when we're ready to share our desires with others, when we feel feel a strong sense of connection and certainty around the vision. And I can totally see that because I have a vision, but it is still somewhat blurry. Um, and I, I've said this about other things in my life when I am moving towards something, but I'm kind of in that messy middle part where I've left the old and I'm moving towards the new, but I'm not really totally at the new yet. And so I'm in this, this in-between limbo phase. And, you know, obviously I was a chemistry major in college and then I became a nurse. So I have a decent science background. And so a lot of my um, analogies are linked to science. And I remember when I was younger and I was first learning how to use a microscope and how you look into it at first and it is so blurry, you can't see a thing. And the teacher saying, you know, this is what it should look like. This is what you should be looking for. And this is the shape and this is the size and this is the color. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't see a thing. And then gradually you learn how to look through the microscope. That's first, right? So there's a technique of actually just looking through the microscope. And then you learn how to use the little knobs to adjust the microscope so that it is clear to you so that, you know, someone else, you could adjust the knobs and look through the microscope and it could be crystal clear to you. And the next person, could come up and look through the microscope, but because their vision is different, it won't look clear to them and they need to adjust the knobs for themselves. And I love this analogy. So I, you know, I started out 
with it being completely blurry and not having a clue what I was looking at. And gradually over time, I am adjusting the knobs. I'm learning to look, right? That's a lot of what this challenge is about is learning how to look. And then once we learn how to look using those knobs as micro adjustments, continual micro adjustments until that vision comes into crystal clarity. And I'm not there yet. My vision is not crystal clear yet. I have a really great outline of my vision. It's it's coming into more clarity every day, um, but it is not 100% clear. And so for now, I am just keeping it to myself and my spirit guides um, and my journal. <laughs> so if you read my journal, you would know. Um, so that is really what this day was about day 19. It was about protecting those desires. And um, she gave us um, two um, techniques to use um, to practice protecting our energy. Um, one, she used the idea of a cloak, pulling a cloak, uh, the image of a cloak around you um, to protect you for the ener your energetic field. Um, I had not heard of the cloak one before, one that's commonly used in kind of the spiritual realm is uh, like a bubble, an energetic bubble where you use your hands and you literally like draw circles around your body and it's, you are creating this energetic barrier around you. Um, I've used that for a long time in many different scenarios in my life. Um, and the other is to turn back towards the universe, spirit guides, God, whatever you want to call this external slash internal force. Um, and ask for protection, ask for protection against not only external um, sources of negativity, like, you know, people saying, how could you think you could do that? That's not really possible. That's, you know, that's just a crazy dream, um, neg negative naysayers like that, but our own thoughts, right? I mean, when we're really trying to manifest something in our life that's really important to us, the ego really creeps in and starts um, trying to keep you small, right? Because the ego's job is to keep you safe. Um, it is to protect you. And uh, one of the biggest ways it does that is to try to keep keep us small so that we won't branch out and try new things and be in the messy middle because the messy middle is scary and um, the ego doesn't like it. <laughs> and so um, we will tell ourselves these things. So um, you know, we ask for help blocking those negative energies and removing them from our energetic field. So that is a really interesting one. Um, and we are almost at the end of our challenge. We have two days left, 20 and 21. So I will see you tomorrow. Here we go. Day 20, almost done the challenge. Okay, so today's um, lesson was about allowing and receiving. Um, and this actually really reminds me of the third episode of my podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's just a solo episode, just me talking um, on the difference between expanse, expansion and contraction. Um, and it's it's sort of what we were talking about, um, I guess it was two days ago now, um, with the spirit guides. It's the idea that when we strengthen our faith, when we step back and allow the universe to show us what to do, we are in 
um, receptive mode, right? So when we give up the need and desire to control everything, and we allow ourselves to be guided and we surrender to the fact that we don't know everything and that we're not in control of everything and that there is something bigger and greater out there, um, we feel better. So um, in that episode, Expansion versus Contraction, I talked about how it feels differently in our body when we're in expansion versus when we're in contraction. Um, And this is what expansion is. Expansion is receptive mode. I actually had a really um, powerful experience this morning, just this morning in my yoga class at the very end. If you've ever taken yoga, there is savasana. That's the, you know, the last pose at the end of class, corpse pose. You just lay on the floor on the mat. It's a meditative pose. um, And it signals, it, it is translated, savasana is translated to corpse pose, which is death right? And then we um, turn onto our sides at the very end into fetal pose, which is rebirth. So it's signaling the end of something and the beginning of something else. Um, And, you know, in yoga, it is all about exploring dualities. And that is just one of them, birth and death. And so I was laying there in Savasana and the instructor said, um, let your body be heavy and let your soul be light. And for whatever reason that, uh, that moment in time, you know, it's the end of a practice. We've spent an hour being mindful and breathing deeply and moving in flow and being very, um, intentional and inward. And so all of that primes, um, me and everyone primes us as humans, um, to have these, deeper, more introspective, spiritual experiences. And, um, you know, it's not something that can be forced. It either happens or it doesn't. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And either way, it's still, class is still fantastic. But today was one of those days where it did just happen. And when she said that, I felt an actual physical separation of my body, the matter of me, the actual physical matter that is three-dimensional and my soul or spirit, which is energetic. And I felt this incredibly light, uh, tingly, airy sensation. And like I was in receiving mode, I was an open vessel. Um, I had released control um, and it felt amazing. And I think that's the point when we're when this instructor is talking about allowing and receiving, um, she's talking about doing that because it feels good and feeling good is the goal. The better I feel, the more I allow and the more that I can attract. Um, When I loosen my grip, that's when the universe delivers what's best. Um, and throughout this challenge, she offered up a prayer and throughout this challenge, I've mentioned a couple of times that one of the things that is most challenging for me is time and my relationship with time. And so she offered this prayer, which I will read that I have actually, um, written and I now keep by my bedside and I read it every morning after I meditate and before I start my day, because it is so, um, poignant to me. 
and it is today I surrender my goals and plans to the care of the universe. I offer up my agenda and accept spiritual guidance and trust there is a plan far greater than mine. I know that where there are there where there was once lack and limitation, there is now spiritual solutions and creative ideas. I step back and let love lead the way. So that is a really powerful prayer for me in particular. I hope that it is impactful to someone uh, out there listening. Um, it really encompasses so much of what I struggle with when it comes to manifestation. Um, and this instructor said, when you think you have surrendered, surrender more. And that is what this prayer will remind me to do every day. And um, I have a feeling that I will never give up this prayer <laughs> for as long as I live, because this is a lesson that I will need to keep coming back to over and over again. So um, I would encourage you to take a moment to think or journal on what it feels like um, when you are in allowing mode versus when you're in controlling mode. And how does that feel in your body, in your mind? And have you ever just released control and then found that what you wanted showed up for you? Okay, tomorrow's the last day of the challenge. See you then. All right, here we are, day 21, the last day of the challenge. On day 21, um, the teacher did a card reading um, and she pulled three cards and each card, well, the first card was supposed to represent where we were before the challenge started. The second card is was representative of where we are now. And the third card was about where we were going. So the first card she pulled said, spiritual alignment puts my manifestation in motion. And um, basically, you know, it's, it's really just saying the same thing that we have been learning throughout this whole 21 day process, which is that, you know, our energy needs to be in alignment with that of the universe, which is love, in order to manifest, in order to bring things into our life. Um, and just by signing up for this course, we were telling the universe, we were signaling the universe that we were ready to receive and um, to show up and be in alignment and manifest. The second card representing where we are now was when I surrender my will to the care of the universe and spirit, I attune my energy to the ever-present stream of well-being. So um, basically, again, energetic. So um, when I surrender, we talked about this the other day. I mentioned this the other day. Um, surrendering is a huge part of the yogic path, and it's a huge part of the manifestation path um, when we allow our wills and desires to be um held lightly, right? We, we're not striving. We're not clinging. Um, we are holding them loosely um, and allowing room for the universe to step in and work its magic 
Um, and that is uh, where the ever-present stream of well-being exists. So um, there is, you know, there is an ever-present stream of well-being. And if you you think about a stream, um, like an actual physical body of water that runs, um, it runs continuously, right? It never stops. The water just always keeps flowing. And we can step into the stream or we can step out of the stream. We can stand on the, the banks on the side of the stream, but it doesn't matter to the stream. The stream is still there and it is still flowing. And it is our choice whether we step into it and allow it to carry us or if we remain on the banks or if we try to walk up the stream, right, in resistance to the stream. Um, it, the stream is still there and it's still flowing. And, and that's what they're talking about, this stream of well-being. Um, it's always there. It always exists. It doesn't matter whether we choose to let it carry us, resist it, and walk upstream, stand on the banks completely outside of us. Um, it's always there. But if we choose to, we can step, step into it and surrender to its flow and be in a state of well-being anytime we choose. Um, so that is where we are now. Um, and the biggest thing we can do is to be militant about our dedication to staying in a, staying, feeling good feeling good, doing what we need to do in order to feel emotionally and spiritually good. And card number three is where are we going? Um, and so this was actually kind of interesting. So the um, instructor pulled the first card and pulled it, read it, talked about it, and then decided to put it back into the deck, pulled the second card, and then pulled the third card. And the third card happened to be the same as the first card, which is spiritual alignment puts my manifestation in motion. So stay in spiritual alignment, stay in the flow of well-being, stay in joy is the message there. Um, so that was the last day of the 21-day manifestation. Did I manifest what I set out to manifest three weeks ago? The answer to that is no. And, no and. So no, I did not manifest the particular thing that I was looking to manifest. But I have definitely seen a lot of driftwood. I have definitely experienced a lot of synchronicities. Um, I have definitely moved closer, moved in more in the direction of what I'm trying to manifest. But more than anything, I think that I'm really grateful that I did this challenge. And the biggest reason, there are many reasons I'm grateful, but probably the biggest reason I am grateful is because I learned a few things about myself that are really important. And one is that I don't have enough faith when it comes to manifesting, that I am living outside the stream of well-being more often than I would like, that I am uh, gripping too tightly and believing that everything depends on my actions um, and the choices I make and the actions that I take versus surrendering to what the universe has in store. Um, 
And so I, I actually gained a lot from this challenge, even though the thing that I asked for or tried to manifest in the beginning has not, has not come into the physical form yet completely. Um, I say that because it, it already is in the physical form, but it's not in its most complete state. And so I, I hope that by listening to this, you got some ideas um, about what manifestation is and what we need to do in order to work with the universe to help us achieve the things that we're trying to achieve, but also learned where your roadblocks exist. And that's really the biggest thing I guess I took away from this challenge is identifying where my roadblocks exist. And I already kind of knew them, but this definitely brought them into focus in a whole new way and has allowed me to um, come to each new day with a slightly different perspective and a willingness to surrender more easily. I wouldn't say willingness maybe isn't the right word, but I I am finding that I can surrender more easily. Um, That prayer was really powerful for me. Um, There also was another prayer at the beginning of the challenge that says, I am exactly where I need to be. And that is really help has been really helpful for me. Um, so I got a few prayers out of this challenge that have been really beneficial for me. And I got a, a greater clarity on where my resistance still lies and how I can work with that. Um, and I gained a deeper understanding of what manifestation is and how it works and what I can do to become what she calls a super attractor which is someone who um, knows how to work with these laws of the universe to bring things into their life that they desire. So, and I think I deepened my faith. I definitely think that I deepened my faith as well. Um, So it was a great challenge. I'm really glad that I did it. I'm really glad that I recorded each session and each day to see the progress and and it helped me to really, tie it all together by doing these little snippets every day and talking about what the day's lesson was. Um, The journaling really was a beautiful activity and I really learned a lot about myself from the journaling. So overall, it was a great challenge. I'm glad that I did it. I hope you all learned something from it. And um, I hope that maybe this will help you manifest your desires in your life. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Um, I'd love to hear any thoughts um, feedback on this, um, this challenge and what you learned from listening to this. And, um, I hope you go out and start manifesting the life of your dreams. (laughs) See you next week. Okay. One little follow-up. Um, I did want to mention that if you decide you would like to try your own 21 day challenge, um, you can get it through my newsletter. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, the link to sign up for my newsletter is in the show notes under my link tree. Um, and then if you do it, um, and you complete it, I would love to hear your thoughts, but I also will pull some cards for you just like, um, 
the instructor of this um, 21 day challenge did for us. So email me, tell me you completed it, what you thought, and ask me to pull some cards and I will do that for you and send um, send the cards back, tell you what, what, was, um, what was pulled. Um, and I also wanted to let you know that moving forward, I'm going to release a second episode during the week. So there'll be my usual episode that comes out on Fridays. Um, that is the long form content, usually interview style, um, sometimes just me, but mostly interview style. And then there'll be one other episode during the week. That's going to be pretty short, but it will be, um, usually a meditation or breath work, some form of somatic work, some type of exercise, um, that I, would love to just offer to you um, to try and see how it feels and see um, if I can bring a little bit more peace and ease into your day by um, this little mini episode. So look forward for those. And I thank you as always for listening. I know, as we all know how I feel about time, (laughs) your time is very precious. So I appreciate you using it um, in this way by, by listening to my show. And I just hope so much that it's helping you. So have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon.